Welcome to Garbage of the Five Rings, a podcast where going back in time is still technically moving forward, which makes as much sense as anything else in this fucking game. I'm one of your hosts, Jude Vase, and today my co-host Amelia Antrim and I are finally going to start telling you things you should have known all along. I'm really excited to learn what happened the last several months of our lives. Yeah, me too. Um, (laughs) I'm really excited to have my questions answered, and I'm sure that this set is going to do it. I look forward to breaking your heart over that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Corrections and non-apologies. Since it's time for a new set, I'm going to start a new tradition and assume that everything that happened in the past is dead. And if we made any mistakes that we weren't going to apologize for with the crossing of this Rubicon into a new set, they're now dead to me. Onward to the future. Um, except, except it, yeah, except, you know, everything that L5R did to us. Yeah. I think that owes us an apology. We won't apologize for it, but I think L5R does owe us an apology. Right. And uh, we're also going to the past, so not the future. Fuck you, L5R. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm so confused. So, yeah, we are doing a new set. This is the first time we've stepped into a new set, uh, and we're going backwards. To to the Scorpion Clan coup. Uh, and uh, I kind of hate that in principle, if you haven't picked up on that. If you didn't pick up on that in episode one, when we <laughs> yeah. were upset uh, about it. <laughs> the, uh, uh, I, I have so many questions about this. That I have a theory about how Scorpion Clan coup came about. Um, we read this whole thing, r- unlike some of the other sets where we were sort of reading and processing and researching uh, throughout the course of it. We have read everything in Scorpion Clan Coup uh, kind of out front, which is uh, not something we'll probably ever do again um, for any of these. This is the only one that was like short enough to do that with. Yeah. Maybe some of the things like Dawn of the Empire or some of these little mini sets uh, like direct to um, direct to customer sets. We do. Direct to DVD. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it gives it's interesting because it gives us a, a holistic view of the whole thing. And it's bonkers. This set is fucking clown shoes. It's self-contradictory. It contradicts clown war clown wars. <laughs> which is pretty appropriate. I believe honestly. That in. I believe um, that in. Clown wars. Yep. It Why contradicts did we not call it episode that. I know it talk oh. about a talk about a missed opportunity. God Fuck. Damn. Uh, it, it contradicts itself. It contradicts clan wars. Why? So here's my theory. There was a rumor, a persistent rumor we heard from multiple people that L5R was supposed to end with clan wars, but then they made a whole fuck ton of money with it. Not a fuck ton. I mean, they almost went broke uh, at the end of, of clan wars. Which in but they saw a fuck ton of money. They broke even. <laughs> yeah. But they saw the potential and they were like, well, shit, we should keep doing this. So my theory is that the writers that knew what they were doing were put on Hidden Emperor, figuring out how to continue the story. And they took the interns and the B team and stuck them on a sort of a bridge set to keep the story going uh, until they could get Hidden Emperor cranked out. And that's what Scorpion Clan Coup was. Oh, my God. Was Fred the lead writer on Scorpion Clan Coup? Yeah, I think that's basically what we're saying is that they... Fred soloed Scorpion Clan coup while the real writers uh, did Hidden Emperor. And having started doing the research for Hidden Emperor, I 100% uh, believe that that backs this up because Hidden Emperor has a vast 
increase in quality of writing and coherency over both Clan Wars and especially Scorpion Clan Coup, which is shocking considering that they must have gone straight into Scorpion Clan Coup from Hidden Emperor. Uh, and if it's the same team, I, I I can't explain that unless they literally fired everyone. And I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So my my theory is that this is a this is the B team writing this stuff. Yeah, I I would say that is the most likely scenario given what we've read because this. Yeah. Ooh, I'm really glad that there weren't very many fictions in this one because I don't know how much I could have taken. They were not good. It's the contradictory stuff that blows my mind. There's a series of fictions that they're later in the, in the they're not well, we won't talk about them in this episode. They're a little further down the line, but there is a series of I think 3 of them which the 3 fictions they don't agree with they tell different versions of how the coup goes down and ends and they don't agree with each other. And then they don't agree with events that are depicted in the clan wars. Right. And it goes beyond like unreliable narrator to just fucking batshit. It's so random. It's like first days of clan wars grade shenanigans. I don't understand what happened. So. And it's, there's a lot of that in this, this arc. It's really frustrating because there's not, there's not that many fictions there's just not that many fictions and so for them to be so raw like you don't have the excuse of like oh i have to match my story with a hundred some other stories there were like 34 yeah you you don't it's not that much work to like it, i mean yeah. and, and part of the story has already been told i mean you just the guy is put in a little effort yeah i don't understand what was up there it, there's l5r and then there's just like what the fuck? And this is the latter. Uh, so I, I don't know if there's an explanation for this that is not just like cocaine. I would love to hear it, but I, I don't know what happened. So, yeah, I mean, I think your theory is the nicest possible <laughs> version of what this is. I I really want to be like I wanted to come into this and be like, OK, all right, we're done with Clan Wars. This is here we go. Oh, yeah, no. Um, we'll save that for Hidden Emperor. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> save, yeah, one more to go. Yeah, hey, we're getting there. This this will be a short arc, so. Yep. Uh, so, some fun facts about this set. This was released as a sequence of three scrolls. Um, in my notes, it said, none of this is, none of these scrolls had rares. Not sure what's up with that. Well, I figured out what's up with that. This was a part of the uh, Lamentable Rolling Thunder initiative by AEG, which was to release rather than full sets of cards where they would just like, this is the X edition set, buy a box of boosters and crack some packs and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they would release these like episodes. That's what the scrolls were. These were these episodes that would come out on like a monthly basis. And there were no rares in them. They were just different gradations of uncommon. And it was supposed to revolutionize the way that cards were distributed. And it just fucking bombed. Like, not the set so much, but just like the the way Rolling Thunder as a distribution method just tanked. It didn't work at all. And there's, I don't really care to get into how how and why that happened. I know there's people that have opinions on it, but I don't care that much. It's not relevant to the story, and that's what we're focused on here. Um, okay, and I don't understand any of that, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you are a person that 
has a lot of familiarity with that. Um, cool. cool. I'm glad that someone understands what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were cards and boxes. Yeah. And Here's what I'll say. If you That's are, what I got. If you are someone who has a lot of deep understanding of that, write up a long Twitter thread about it and we'll retweet it. But I don't particularly have a huge interest in the details of, of how that went down. Uh, suffice to say, Rolling Thunder blew it, uh, as far as I understand. And that's why, but that's what is up with these, this weird, rare situation and the scrolls that you see in the uh, Scorpion Clan coup and in the top of Hidden Emperor. Okay. Well, I mean, this is a podcast about the story of L5R, not so much the business practices of AEG. Yeah. So we can leave that for another time. Um, yep. Anybody out there that wants to start a podcast about the business practices of AEG is more than welcome to do that. Uh, you would be making the only other podcast about L5R that is more depressing and mean than ours. Wow. Sick burn. That's, yeah. <laughs> Sick burn to that podcast that doesn't exist. A um, couple of final notes. Uh, this is the first L5R set to have an, a Scorpion Clan coup uh, starter that was playable. This is the first time you could actually play as the Scorpion Clan. It was released from December 97 to February of 98, and it was still considered part of the Clan Wars arc. Uh, we'll talk more about legality and arcs and stuff when we get into Hidden Emperor, because it is kind of relevant to the story a little bit. So uh, that's it. Let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's do this thing. Scorpion Clan coup, here we come. Yay. Yay. Once more with feeling. Yay. Yay. Let's start at the beginning. Oh, or go back again? to the beginning. <laughs> again. Um, to the beginning again. Prophecies are a super great story trope that I just love so much, and they always work out, and you always end up with great stories, right? Boy, you're going to have a rough ride if, if you're going to be busting on, on prophecies in L5R, buddy. <laughs> um, look, I know that I've made some choices, and I'm here, and I have to live with those choices now. This starts with a prophecy. Shoju goes down to his basement, and he finds his basement scroll. And, you know, obviously, you should make life-altering, world-changing decisions based on weird journals from your great-great-great-great-great-uncle that you left in storage like six billion years ago, and now your parents have in the basement because nobody else knows what to do with it. That's always a good plan. And that is where we start with the coup. Shoju's wandering around the basement. He finds the scroll, which he may or may not have known was there. I think he did. Unclear. We don't know. We don't know when he found it. It's, but it's in the basement, and he decides, you know what? You're right, great, 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 uncle. The world is going to end, and I should kill the emperor. It sounds, if possible, stupider when you put it like that than it did when I read it. No, I'm I'm supporting your your summary because it does sound more ridiculous when you you boil it down to that that bottom line. I'm not wrong. No, you're definitely not. We recently did our episode. Well, I guess it'll be the one right before this. Um, on the novel mm -hmm. where we talk about him finding this basement scroll. In that one, it seems like it's a couple months before the coup happens. In yeah. these fictions, it is implied that it is like 23 years ago that he finds this scroll in the basement. 
And so he is planning this thing for 20 years, including kidnapping a baby 20 years ago who is also immune to poison and can be a taste tester because he's playing the fucking long game, man. Yeah, I really like what. So I like that fiction. I just don't know why it's why they did it. Like, it's a really nice little fiction. Like, it's this really, like, kind of dramatic, dark piece. Yeah, it's like this dramatic reveal and, like, slightly heartbreaking, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. But then it goes nowhere. Like, they never do anything with the idea, with this poison tester's kid plot thread. And they... I mean, they... I think it's implied because it's implied that, like, they were going to, like, poison the other people at this dinner no i i don't know they because they take away his kid yeah i don't know what they were doing with it i i maybe you're right i yeah so they raise him to be like the emperor's taste tester and then but he's like immune to the poison but then they don't actually poison the emperor do they no they they take the kid away the kid becomes a member of the scorpion right and he never has a son and so he's just this weird guy and then they they use no the the kid is the taste tester is that how it goes yeah I don't know. Whatever. It's <laughs> I'll cut out all this confusing part. Yeah. yeah. The kid, so they kidnap this kid because he has the genes to like be immune to the poison. Yeah. All and I then... know is that it's they they write this very this decently written fiction whose whole purpose seems to be to take this guy off the board to like paralyze him with this knowledge. But it's never clear why he's important enough that they need to go to this whole shenanigans to do it. Like why they need to tell him. Because he yeah. didn't know, he thought his kid was dead. I don't understand, like, why they revealed to him, like, ha ha, here's our, like, they just needed to evil guy monologue or something. Well, like, I thought it was because. I mean, I think spe- that's really what it is. I thought it was specifically because they wanted him to be, like, off the, off the playing board. Like, they wanted that knowledge to, like, paralyze him so he wouldn't get involved. But it's never clear why that would be. Like, who that dude is, like, why he yeah. matters to that. Anyway. Yeah, I don't really know either. I do want to point out that I I like the timeline of this one better. I mean, aside from the fact that, like, uh, we kidnapped a kid 20 years ago. Mwahaha, I like the idea that this has been a long game because that's one of my frustrations with the plotting of the Scorpion is that it's wheels within wheels within wheels. And it's like, ha you you underestimated us. And we had another plan for that. It makes much more sense if they have been building up to this for 20 years. If these are things that they have been putting in place, they've had the time to, like, slowly increase their numbers in the Imperial City. They've had their time for Kachigo to buy her geisha house and train her, mm-hmm. you know, and train Hatsuko and, like, do all of these things. It makes so much more sense yeah. from a world perspective that this has been building up for a long, long time. Because yeah. there's no way that they could pull this off in, like, a couple months. That just doesn't... No, totally agree. I I really like that part. Yeah. Uh, the next thing he d- that showed you, that we get after Shoju digs up uh, his basement scroll uh, indeterminately. I, I don't know. At some point, before shortly before the coup goes down, Shoju travels to Dragonlands, or possibly uh, Yokuni comes to him. Uh, that makes the, no sense. Yokuni doesn't come to anyone. The, there's two sources. Imperial Histories, uh, the fourth edition book, says uh, that Shoju traveled to Dragonlands and spoke with Yokuni, and he and uh, Togashi replied, told him, "If you do this, a bloodline will end. If you succeed, the empire will be saved." Which Shoju took as 
affirmation that his plans would work. However, the first edition book, Winter Court Kyuden Seppin, has a line that more or less says directly that Yokuni came to Shoju to visit him in Scorpion Lands, but it doesn't say what they talked about. Maybe he just wanted to play bridge. I don't know. To like creep over some walls. Yeah. yeah Maybe they guess. needed to compare protein shake recipes. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Seems reasonable. <laughs> uh, that one doesn't make any sense. Yokuni doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't come down from his mountains. He's yeah. too busy being mysterious. Uh, I agree. And this is one of those cases where when we first started doing this podcast, we were like, well, let's, when we're presenting the timeline of things, let's talk about the bullshit contradictions, but we'll generally present the last version as the one that happened. And this is, I think, one of those cases where I generally agree that with the last version being the right one. So I would say so. The other thing that happens in these early, early days before the murder um, Shoju gives the ancestral sword to Yojiro and takes up ambition. It's yeah. not totally clear where he gets ambition from. Mm. We talked about in the novel that it's also down in the basement with the rest of his great, 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 great uncle's stuff. It's like maybe under his bed next to his copies of Playboy. I don't know. I don't know where this came from. He just all of a sudden is like, cool, spooky sword. Like, you just had that lying around? I don't think you're supposed to leave blood swords lying around. Yeah, there's a line where Kachiko says something like, you can't take this up. Like, it's the law of the scorpion that the champion, that it's never supposed to be carried or something like that. And Shoju sasses back at her like, I, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm the champion. I make the rules or something like that. Um, but it kind of implies that this has been around and they know what it is and it's always been there and all the previous champions have just kind of let it sit there in a closet gathering dust. Uh, and he's the one that takes it up. And I like the reasoning behind him taking it up. I like the idea that he's he knows that this is a task that is bad. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like He does not relish having to do this. And the idea that he's not going to stain the ancestral sword of the scorpion with this task so he takes up ambition instead um, is very interesting to me but i wish that there was like any inkling of like why ambition why not just a different sword why where was this this whole time like were you literally just keeping this in the back of the closet where you put the old halloween costumes like why do you have this blood sword lying around yeah unlike in the novel where we get a lot more detail as to what it's doing, what powers it has, why he would choose to take it up. We get basically nothing about ambition in these fictions. It's got a name. That's it. I think that's going to be a running theme in these episodes for Scorpion Clan Coup. And I think that you're going to get used to hearing a lot of frustration from us about the lack of detail on really anything. It's we're trying to pull from lots of sources and it just, there's just not much there anywhere on any of it. And it's really frustrating. Uh, Lastly, we've got Hatsuko is the geisha that was manipulated by Kachiko into a relationship with Tatori, but bummers for Kachiko. uh, Tatori is just too much. And for the rest of us too. It's yeah. a bummer for the rest of us, let's be honest. Well, it's a bummer for Kachiko because, unfortunately, Tutori is just, just too charming, too, too, too good, too cool. What a nice boy. And uh, Hatsuko falls in love with him. <laughs> uh, and 
rather than killing him, and here's where it's a bummer for all the rest of us, uh, she only paralyzes him and, like, I don't know, leaves him in a ditch somewhere in the Kosuga district of Otosanuchi. That's all we know. Uh, we're going to get more on Hatsuko a little later in the next episode. It's not great. I mean, it's not like Scorpion Clan coup novel bad, but it's not great. So we'll get there. I'm just but, really yeah. frustrated. We were so close to them taking out Taturi and never having to hear his stupid Taturi name again. Um, um, it's going to be an I ongoing thing I mean, granted, like, we knew because this is before the other things. Yeah. But, like... I mean... Almost getting rid of Tatori is going to be an ongoing... Like, yeah. <laughs> they messed up so many other things, though. They got so many other details of the Clan Wars wrong that, like, I would be totally okay if they were just like, oh, Tatori's dead. And I'd be like, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I'm okay with that contradiction. Yeah, almost almost being rid of Tatori is going to be an ongoing theme for a little while here. And I'm going to be disappointed every time. I would be, too. You will be. I You're will on this be. journey with me. Yep. So that's the prelude. That's that's all the building blocks. We are ready to have ourselves a motherfucking coup. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> Once more. Yeah. Woo. A coup. Kill an emperor. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Let a stupid son be. No. Um, okay. Anyway. Day one. Month of the rooster. 14. Year 1123. Rogu month and date systems are fucking weird how do you even like say that i don't know anyway it's the 14th day of the month month of the rooster in the year 1123 yeah all right fancy pants uh so what happens the emperor dies well that's we're done Easy that's enough. a wrap on this episode all right <laughs> <laughs> shoju goes and talks to the emperor and he tells him about the prophecy he's like what up, Emperor? I found this thing in my basement. Want to hear about it? And the Emperor's like, sure, showed you. I totes trust you. You seem like a real stand-up guy. He basically tells him, I found this prophecy, and it says that the greatest among us will, what does it say? The greatest among us will cause the Empire to fall and release an ancient evil into the world. I need your blessing to take every action necessary to avoid this fate. Reasonable it enough. Emperor's like, yeah, dude, that sounds real bad. Do whatever you got to do. And Shoji's like, all right, stab. So, I mean, I think the important thing that we need to recognize here is that Shoju did, in fact, ask for permission. And I'm not sure that it counts as a coup if you got permission from the emperor first. I feel like he left out some critical information there, though. He's just telling him what the prophecy said. Did he, though? I feel like what if the uh, there was probably a sentence like right before there, though, that says, like, the Hantai will be corrupted. The greatest I mean, I do among think that it us. says that, like, the last of the Hante line. So maybe yeah. um, he should have added that detail. But you know what? Maybe he was just really nervous because, like, the emperor's a really important dude. And he's like, oh, my God, I got to talk to the emperor. And I just got, you know, no, no. Oh, I'm really nervous. I, I, I think maybe, maybe he was just being shady. Scorpion being shady? That seems on brand for them. I don't know. I want to believe that he was just, you know, he was doing the right thing. And he was like, you know what, Emperor, I just, is it okay if I stab you? And the Emperor's like, man, do what you got to do. But more or less is what happens. Yeah. Uh, we don't get a ton of information about what else is going on there. Um, but the two, our two main sources for all of this, I'm not going to keep saying it, but the two main sources we have for basically this entire episode are... A very short chapter of the Imperial Histories book, 4th edition, 
which by the way is called pre pre coup, like pre scorpion clan coup, and then it goes right into clan war. And I yeah. was like, it's a it's a very bad heading. Uh, <laughs> and then a super frustrating to read uh, first edition RPG book called Odusan Uchi the Scorpion the Scorpion Clan Coup. No, it's called the Scorpion oh, Sting. The Scorpion Sting, excuse me, which has got like good reference information mixed in all blenderized with like role playing hints and scenario suggestions. They're they, not okay, but like I've read role playing scenarios. I've read pre written adventures, and this is a badly written. Yeah, it's a adventure weird... too because it's like players could maybe go do this if they wanted to. I guess and it was like, what? Yeah, like, it's are a... you helping me or not? It's a very weird book, um, and it took some work to like extract the information from it. But it had a lot of interesting information, and almost everything we know about the coup comes from this book. Because the fictions so, didn't do shit. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, they both seem to imply that there were a lot of people in the room when he did it, which seems like maybe a thing that Shoju would do. He seems a little bit, a little bit grandstandy. If you're gonna commit, you know, a coup, you you do want an audience. Well, I also think that, like, strategically that makes sense because you would want all of those important people in one place where you could keep an eye on them. Yeah, true. And so, If I were going to do me a coup, yeah. that's how I would have done it. And Shoju's not a fool. He's planned this out very thoroughly, so it would make sense that he would have everybody there. So so we're down one Hontai. Unfortunately, we are not down two uh, because, because Satori does not. Yes, bummer indeed. Because Satori does not get the axe as well. Uh, there is a fantastic line in the scor- in the Phoenix Clan letter where K-Day describes him as chubby-handed. Yes, the chubby-handed prince. Yeah, it's so- <laughs> it made me so happy. I don't, I I don't understand what where to that me, came that's from. Like but picturing him as a lot younger than he supposedly is because yeah, he's, he's supposed- like a teenager. But I mean, is he? like he's chubby-handed is like though. what? He's pre-Gimpuku, so he's, like, at most 13. Right. I mean, he's, like, pre-teen, but, like, chubby-handed, you think of, like, little babies. Yeah. But it, it's good. It definitely infantilizes him in a way that I'm sure he would not have appreciated. Which makes me soups appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, he's basically just, like, this package that has to be delivered. He's not, He's not like, a real person in any of these fictions that we have. Like, we don't get anything from his point of view. It's just, like, I have... I have the prince. I have the, you like, it's, you know, some clan letters back and forth being like, what happened to him? We've got him. Don't worry about it. You know, it's not. Yeah. We don't have any depiction of him. And so I think if we had just read this part, we maybe wouldn't hate him as much. But that yep. was not the case. So we do. Yep. Um, At that point, the scorpion take control of Otosanuchi. I wish I had more information for you as to what that involves. But I don't. They're not specific as to what that means. Uh, a lot of ninjas are there. They seize control of the walls. We know that. Um, so they basically have all of Otosanuchi sealed off, but not well. Um, we do know that, for example, Tatori wakes up sometimes that sometime that day and pers- starts sneaking around, getting up to trouble. Uh, we know that later in that evening, Shiba Tsukune who apparently was in the outer city uh, leaves the gets out of the city with a small band of samurai from somewhere 
uh, and is going to get out and start causing trouble. But it doesn't get into a ton of detail as to exactly what the nature, how they lock it down, where all their troops were from precisely. Unlike the novel, which goes into more detail here, we get very little detail about how they affect this takeover. Do we get any detail on like how they got Satori out of there either? I feel like we nope. don't. Do we get like we know that the, the scorpion little bit about girl. Ishikawa is that in this? Yeah, part? just that, just that Ishikawa bit. Yeah. Hmm. There's a wow. The, they really didn't write us anything, did they? Nope. Cool. Yep. Cool. 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 So really, that's that's the coup. That's the whole like actual cooing. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. That's that's the murdering. There really isn't a lot here. I, I was really frustrated by that because I think we kept getting touches of it during Clan Wars. I, I think we got enough little like tidbits about what happened. And I was really hoping that going into this one, it would clear up some of those questions. And I honestly don't feel like, especially in this lead up and like pre-coup and then that like up to the actual stabbing part. I don't feel like I came away from this with really any more information than we had during the clan wars. Do you? No, it's insane. I had not considered that point until you said it, but you're so right. And that's fucking bonkers that they took, they took three, four months out of their publishing schedule to publish a bunch of fictions and cards to expand on this crucial bit of history. And they managed to say, nothing meaningfully new the i mean we we have slightly more about shoju because he really doesn't show up except for that one time where he's being a creepy handsy corpse <laughs> handsy corpse <laughs> um, right yeah a little bit uh, a, a um, little tiny bit more about shoju and like that little bit about ambition maybe but i don't did we get we got like a touch of that during clam i don't think that what we have here is really it doesn't that different. And and I have to say that, you know, we did our episode one and we talked about some of the prelude to the clan wars, like that little bit of like, here's the things that happened before, like the crucial details that you need to know. But I want to point out that I had not read the Scorpion Clan's coup stuff before we did that episode. I kind of knew some stuff from memory, but like mm-hmm. not I had not read any of this and I don't have any more answers than I had when I recorded that episode. No, I am struggling to think of something that these fictions gave us about the coup that we didn't have. And I think maybe the... There's some, like, tiny details. Like, some you tiny know, details the about the prep. Shiba Sakune was there or, like, you know, but I don't... I... Yeah, it's all, t- it's all small details. Nothing substantive. Yeah, nothing substantive. And so, I mean, how do you justify that like i mean really was it's it? the b team I, this this right. all lends no, towards that b team theory i want to know i i want to know people listening to this show um as players like how do you feel about this because i'd be fucking pissed uh they got a scorpion clan box so you were fine with it i guarantee you the people that wanted to play the scorpion clan were fine with it because they finally got to play the scorpion clan okay people who weren't the scorpion clan Maybe this time you can at us. I don't know. Don't fucking at us. But like, I, I want to know because I think that as a player, I would be really frustrated because this, you know, not that Clan Wars was like a pinnacle of quality storytelling, but like this makes that feel 
yeah. one better. And I think that, like, I just think that I would be really disappointed. And I, I wonder... I am curious. How much do people know about like what was coming? Were they like, okay, I understand that this is a placeholder and we're going to get something better. And so like this is, you know, like this is our off-season summer television because that's what this feels like. This yeah. feels like summer television. Yeah. I am curious if, if you are a – if you were an L5R fan and you remember Scorpion Clan Coup, did you have the same perception of it that we have or did it feel the same? Um yeah, and again, I, I, we talked about this before, too, that like we are, you know, we are engaging with this content in a very different way yeah. than people were. And so maybe people are like, cool story. And they weren't looking at it more deeply. But I, I have been really frustrated because I think that there were questions that I had after Clan Wars yeah. about how certain things went down. And this didn't answer any of them. This is really like, Weird. man, it's really disappointing, honestly. Yeah. It's just, it feels sort of empty. And I don't think that, I guess we get some stuff about Taturi because we didn't get any, I know, we didn't get any indication of what his history was really before. We knew that he offended somebody somehow to be ronin but yeah. there was no indication because like they didn't want to like say anything bad about him. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, I'm just... Yeah, weird. It is really weird. So yeah, I'd be interested to know if people felt that way about it or if they were just like, yeah, cool, more L5R. Or did they know that something else was coming out after this and they were just like, okay, I understand that this is a placeholder or... Yeah, I also it... wonder how much of it was just like, oh, fuck yeah, more L5R cards. And the storyline was very secondary to their interest. I want to know, too, how this would feel. But, like, part of... Okay, pause. Think coherent thoughts, Amelia. Part of what draws people to L5R is this story decision stuff. So how do you feel as a player going back in time when you're like, I know how the fucking coup ends? You know? I mean, and and clearly... They were concerned, like the writers were concerned about that too, because there's so many times in the fiction where it's like, you don't know the real story. And it's like, yes, we do. You didn't tell me anything new here. If you, you go back and look at Jade Hand, there's no storyline decisions related to Scorpion Clan Coup. I don't think they offered any storyline choices for uh, Scorp the this entire run. So then what's the point? Uh, I think the point was to keep players from rioting until they could get Hidden Emperor written. But did people know that? I don't know. That's a good question. But, I'd love to know the answer to that because I think that that really does color how I feel about this. Because it's just weird. It's just weird is what it comes down to is like a a central part of what makes L5R L5R is the story decision. So to put out an entire story arc where there are no story decisions, to take it back in time to – it's just all of it. All of it is bad. All the of thing is, is to bear in mind though is this is early. The, that, that really tight linkage hadn't quite been as – firmly established at this point but don't you think if you were the kind of player that like enjoyed l5r that that was a thing that you really did enjoy about it and to go into another set and find out like that they're not doing that don't you think that that would be well that's the thing i don't think that that I'm was speculating yeah maybe but i think that this story i i just not, i'm not sure i agree with you i'm just saying not sure i'm that not that sure link was as imperative as i'm implying yeah i don't think that link was as strong after clan wars as it would become soon 
The only real storyline events that were of any kind of consequence by then was Gen Con. Everything up to that point had kind of been... Well, Baden Pass, too, was a big... Uh, Okay, Baden Pass and then Gen Con, but those were like two events and over the course of like a year and a half. So those were... So to have like one three-month set, uh, I don't think that they would view that as like a huge change to not have any storyline events for one three-month expansion. I suppose. I suppose. I guess I just think of like those events being what made L5R different. It's why you're playing L5R instead of Magic or... You know, like it's. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you that that's a big, uh, a big different, a big thing that differentiated it. Um, and and to me, I, I I guess I always think of that as the reason why they ended up continuing to make this game rather than yeah, no, switching I agree the storyline altogether. So I don't know. And you're right; is I do kind of forget that the first like Clan Wars arc was two years, and this is four months. So yeah. You know, I guess not having a tournament in four months isn't that big of a deal. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess that's just that's kind of where I'm at right now is that I was really disappointed that we didn't get that much more information than what we already knew. And I'm just kind of intrigued about like how that fits into the the landscape and sort of the culture of this game, I guess. Yeah, I would be interested. Maybe I'll if I can find time, uh, I will go back into the Usenet posts yeah. from that era and see what people had to say about uh scorpion clan coup um yeah i'm interested to know yep yeah. well uh i think that kind of wraps up this first day of the coup hopefully we'll have more to talk about coming up. yeah yeah we got uh the next couple of days of the coup are significantly busier so we'll have some more to say there Overall, this arc is just going to be shorter. I think it's going to be, you know, four yeah. episodes instead of 12 or whatever the last one was. Yeah. Um, Three or so, four episodes instead of 12. Yeah. Yeah. Look out for that. We don't have a whole lot to say because they didn't have a whole lot to say. We'll be back in two weeks. Garbage of the Five Rings is an independent production and can be found online at www.garbageofthefiverings.com and on Twitter at G5R Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amelia Antrim, and I can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. My co-host, Jude Vase, can be found on Twitter at Aramidic Jude. Sources for this episode and further information on the topics discussed can be found in the show notes. Thanks for letting us waste your time. We'll be back in two weeks.